they tackled did not take place in central London, but in the middle-class and respectable-looking suburbs, like the one where they were headed now. As they drove down Temple Mills Lane, Edmund stared at the tall wire fences and enormous crash barriers that lined the road. The headlights flickered over the stiff mesh, ghostly silver in the dark, as high and solid as a prison fence. But the area protected by the fences and barriers was no prison. It was the construction site for the 2012 London Olympics. That's where they're building the Athletes' Village. Richards pointed across her and to the left. More than 12,000 people will be living there. Not all of them will go back home again, if our last Olympics was anything to go by. They'll stay in the UK and claim asylum. About a thousand, probably. Mostly from Iraq, Nigeria, Somalia, Zimbabwe. Edmonds peered into the darkness at the endless wire fence and the solid concrete barriers flashing past but she found she couldn't get the image of the man out of her head. Fists clenched, head bowed, seemingly oblivious to the fact he was running straight across a major arterial road. Running towards something, or running away. For a troubled moment, Edmonds wondered whether the near accident with the man was a sign that the police operation tonight, her first ever raid, was going to go wrong. Then she shook her head and told herself not to be so superstitious. The crash barriers came to an end, and suddenly they were in suburbia. Ranks of small, unremarkable-looking, semi-detached houses and flats, with shops and businesses lining the narrow high street. This is where you'll find the kind of places we're after, Richards had told her during her training. Not in Soho and the West End. There, they work in pairs, one girl and one maid in one flat. That's legal, but what you'll find out here often isn't. A police van was parked by the side of the road, waiting. McKay flashed his lights at it as he passed, and it pulled out into the road behind them. Peering through the rain, Edmonds made out a pub, a launderette, a fish-and-chip shop, and another business with a large sign written in lettering she couldn't understand, Turkish, perhaps, all dark and locked up because it was already after midnight. The unmarked car slowed as the establishment they were here to raid came into sight. At street level, the place looked innocuous, a black-painted door with a small number six painted on it in white. Upstairs, the windows were shaded by dark blinds, and a sign hung, small and discreet, from a neat hook in the corner wall. Sauna? Yeah, right, Richards remarked dryly. The police van following them pulled to a stop behind their car. Right, everybody, McKay said. Let's get this operation going. Heart-pounding, Edmonds wrenched the door open and jumped out, slipping and almost falling on the wet, uneven pavement. Richards caught her arm. Come on, love, round the back. Love? But there was no time to bristle at the word that Edmonds was sure, in any case, was unintentional. Time only to follow the plan, which had been discussed in detail the previous day, to sprint round the back of the building with two of the uniformed officers and head for the fire exit. She ran up the fire escape, the metal vibrating under her fleece-lined boots. Get in position. Richards was behind her, already out of breath. Ahead, a solid-looking gray door. As she reached it, Edmund saw the handle move. Someone was opening it from the inside. The door swung open, and a middle-aged man hurried out. Tousled brown hair, furtive expression, busy buttoning his shirt over his paunch. Excuse me, sir. Edmund stepped forward. The man glanced up, 
then stopped in his tracks when he saw the two uniformed officers behind the plainclothes detectives. I'm not, he said. He whipped his head from side to side, as if wondering whether turning and running would be a better option, but there was nowhere to go. Please accompany the officers down to the police vehicles, sir, Edmund said, aware that she sounded squeaky and not nearly as authoritative as she would have wished. We need to ask you a few questions. Footsteps clanged on the fire escape as the two officers escorted the unhappy customer downstairs. Then a red-haired woman wearing a black jacket and a pair of dark, tight-fitting pants burst through the exit, almost knocking Edmonds off her feet. The policewoman grabbed at the railing for support. The woman's skin was sickly pale, a stark contrast to her crimson hair. She looked older than Edmonds had expected, in her fifties perhaps. Too old to be a sex worker? Edmonds had no idea. She smelled of...